0: Good morning, everybody. Uh, For those that don't know me, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Campbell Christie. Campbell's the first name, Christie's the surname. And I'm the director that leads the skills, employment, and education group. And it's our privilege as the LEP here to bring together this first Skills summit. All the credit, of course. Yes, hello and welcome to this special Thames Valley-Berkshire Local Enterprise Partnership Podcast. Part two of a series of two. It was recorded at the inaugural Thames Valley-Berkshire Skills Summit. For those of you who couldn't make it, this podcast will allow you to catch up on the main themes and talking points of the day. For the almost 200 who did get along to Green Park, think of this podcast as one of those episode recaps you get at the start of a TV drama. In other words, well worth a listen if you want to really get to grips with what's going on on in the last episode we heard from the minister for employment alex sharma we looked at the findings of the skills priority statement and witnessed the launch of the steam strategy essentially we need more people with those kind of skills in the thames valley in berkshire those skills are of course science technology engineering arts and maths various speakers shared their thoughts on the strategy and what they were doing to help We heard, for example, from Sarah Atkinson uh, from software company CA Technologies about their Create Tomorrow initiative. Well, sharing the stage with Sarah was Louise Clark, leader of a project called Digital Gum. It's something that's creating quite a lot of buzz, and I asked her to explain what it is.
1: Um, So I'm Louise Clark. I've worked in tech for over 24 years. I've never been a woman. Digital Gum is all about Um, upskilling, return to work. predominantly parents and also apprentices and small businesses.
0: And so, what's the aim? What, what are you trying to achieve, say, in five, ten years' time?
1: Uh, more opportunities for part-time work, for people to go back in, people being more, more digital savvy, because the the, the, um, the skills we teach, there's also technology going back into home, so parents are then taking technology back into their children and, and working at home with those things, but I think just a, a, a bigger digital skills force in Berkshire.
0: I suppose some of the focus today has been on skills, the skills gap for maybe people in the 16 to 24 year age, but you are looking at people a bit older than that then?
1: Yeah, I mean I have worked with some apprentices as well, Um, I like to have different cohorts so we have apprentices and returners on the same courses, Um, but I think it's just about unlocking a bigger talent pool, there's a whole load of really clever people out there who don't see the opportunity to come back into, or are quite um, lacking in confidence to come back into the workforce.
0: Now presumably you've all got a copy of the TVB LEP 2018 Gearing Up for Steam document and have read it from back to front, memorised it and shared it with your friends. If you don't have one, do let us know and we'll get you a copy. And seriously now, it's well worth doing so. Now the reason I mention this is because section 4 of this document on page 8 is entitled Apprenticeships. And you would correctly deduce from that that apprenticeships form a vital part of the STEAM strategy. But to be frank, the situation regarding apprenticeships around here, well, um... Well, it could be better, let's put it that way. The bold fact is that only 6% of workplaces in Berkshire have an apprentice. That's compared to 12% nationally. Fiona Jones is director of Slough Aspire, a skills and training social enterprise. She's also recently become heavily involved with the Berkshire Apprenticeship Service. She and her colleagues have been charged with raising the profile of apprenticeships in Berkshire and making them more accessible to employers. I asked her what's caused this current situation.
2: Good morning everybody. It really is lovely to see you and it's such a lovely sunny day today. It's always nice when it's a sunny day. I'm going to start with a few statistics that aren't quite as sunny. 6%. Historically in Berkshire we have seen a a wide range of businesses that have existed from huge multinational corporate organizations down to tiny one-man band um, owner-led business and Berkshire is quite well known for high volumes of SMEs and owner-led businesses and sometimes for them it's it's a real challenge to employ apprentices trying to find enough support and enough um, structure within their organisation to take on that learning individual within their team so what we're trying to do is help more of those businesses access the support that they need so that they can have those apprentices join their
0: team and how do you do that how hard is it to do
2: It can be very hard. It depends on the organisation. Some organisations are really open to it. And uh, 18% of organisations in Berkshire who would... Like to employ apprentices but haven't done before are now saying they want to do it, they're going to do it in the future. So that's a really positive sign. So it's working with those businesses who've already opened that door a little bit and said they want to do it. It's also about saying that, um, you know, we're here, we can help match you with a training provider. The Berkshire Apprenticeship Service is there to maybe put you on a workshop, help you get through maybe even introduce you to a few young people who might want to come and work for your company. So a range of ways that we're supporting. Plus we've got the Berkshire Apprenticeship Achievement Awards that are going to be taking place in November and that's going to be a great opportunity for any business who wants to promote how well they've done within the apprenticeship sphere to really raise their profile and their success rates.
0: Is there also maybe a stigma surrounding apprenticeships at all, maybe from from the younger age group do you think?
2: I think there is. I think there's also still a a decision that young people are having to make without all of the information. So they're having to make that choice, do they do an apprenticeship or do they go to university? And a lot of their, um, the people that they trust to give them information, their parents, their friends, their teachers, don't have all the information on apprenticeships. They have the information on university, often they might have done it themselves, teachers particularly go through that route for their training. So it's important that young people get access to independent information about apprenticeships and that apprenticeship training organisations and employers get to go into schools and talk to them. So there's the Thames Valley Apprenticeship Ambassador Network who go in as employers and talk to schools, but within that also there's a young ambassador network. This is made up of young people already on apprenticeships who go in and talk to their peers, to other young people, about how great it is to be an apprentice.
0: Fiona Jones there from Slower Spire and the Berkshire Apprenticeship Service. Of course, a conference like this is only as good as the delegates it attracts and typical of the high calibre of attendees was Kerry Senatore. She's Careers and Enterprise Company regional lead for the Thames Valley. The Careers and Enterprise Company describes itself as a national network connecting schools and colleges with employers and careers programme providers and supports them to work together to provide effective work experiences for young people. Here's Kerry with a bit more about what they do.
3: The Careers and Enterprise Company uh, was set up in 2015 and we were set up to prepare young people for this really fast changing world of work that we're in at the moment. Um, We're a national network so um, we connect schools, colleges and employers and try and make this really busy space uh, simpler for people to work in um, and make the biggest difference and impact for the young people on the ground.
0: And why is it so important that you guys are doing this work would you say?
3: Well, as I say this space is really cluttered, schools are really struggling um, with time and resources and there is so much free um, and available support out there and a willingness from employers across the country to support education and yet um, much of the time teachers aren't aware of what's there. So we really want to make this system much more simple and much more easy for those organisations to connect.
0: And so let's cast your mind for maybe five or ten years. Where do you hope to be? Where, where do you hope the situation will be in that amount of time?
3: So we have something called the Gatsby Benchmarks, which was part of the career strategy that was announced this year. And for the first time, I think that gives schools a real framework to work to and real guidance, um, bringing in all elements of careers and enterprise and work-related learning. Um, There's eight benchmarks and we provided Compass Tool with the Gatsby Foundation, which enables schools to do a very quick self-assessment, work out where their gaps are, what they're doing well and what they need to improve on. So I would hope in ten years' time we won't be needed um, and that schools and employers will be joining up um, in a very natural way year on year to support young people to make all their lessons relevant.
0: Do you think employers fully understand the difficulties that schools face getting this kind of thing where it perhaps it should be?
3: Absolutely not. So um, our enterprise advisor network, we, uh, we have over 2,000 senior business people actually linked with an individual school working at a strategic level with a, the head teacher or the assistant head. And the biggest feedback that we've had has been um, that they hadn't realized how little time and little capacity schools have um, for doing elements of this work really. One of the biggest frustrations from the employers is the speed with which education can work at. Our employers are very entrepreneurial um, and um, they have ideas, they want to work quickly and that doesn't always happen in in schools. Sometimes it takes longer um, to embed things. I talk to employers a lot. Um, I would say skills comes up in every time um, in those conversations about one of their key priorities um, and one of the issues that's hampering productivity, um, without a doubt. I don't think schools realise this generally. I think we have an awful lot of good careers people that do uh, understand this, but actually what we want to do is make every teacher understand that they need to make their lessons relevant to the world of work to encourage motivate and inspire the young people themselves so they understand why they're in education and why they're learning and what how it's going to help them in their futures so i think we still have quite a a way to go to get every teacher to understand how the labor market is changing and what's what employers are looking for
0: and when you say that to teachers what's their response
3: time Um, resource um, but actually a lot of positivity Um, I don't think people go into teaching because um, they you know they they go into teaching because they want to help young people have successful careers and the more information that we can give them in a simple easy to use way that they can actually then uh, pass down to their students um, is a really exciting thing to be able to do
0: Kerry Senatore there, regional lead for the Thames Valley Careers and Enterprise Company. So thanks so much for listening to this podcast and if you do want to know more about things like the skills priority statement, STEAM strategy, apprenticeships or indeed any other subject that has come up over the last few minutes, do not hesitate to get in touch with us. A good way of doing this is via our website thamesvalleybarksheet.co.uk You can also follow us via Twitter and LinkedIn and hopefully we'll see you at the 2019 Skills Summit if not before. For now, goodbye.